Welcome back, everybody. It's the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and get it out of the way right now. Deck, don't forget, serves Broward and the Southern Palm Beach counties, whether it's commercial, industrial, residential, multifamily, or condos. Contact or multifamily. Today by visiting deckroofing.com. Um, multifamily. Multifamily, baby. They can do it all down there. Yeah. Yeah. No gutters anymore. He just does just does roofs now. No more so, gutters, huh? No, no. I would he, think he, the gutters would have would be a strong industry in Florida. It, it they, they, like a son of a bitch down there. They are, but I guess it was just uh, the cost to do it plus the labor. It didn't make good sense to keep doing it. He was making Got way it. more money just on the roof. So, well, we should probably uh, we should probably talk some football. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, and I gotta send the the link over to everybody too. Um, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers won this past uh, weekend in they, week they two did? of the preseason. Well, they really? sure did. It it was a very exciting uh, 16-15 victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars, a, a come-from-behind win led by Mason Rudolph with the big touchdown pass to Benny. No, I'm sorry, Tyler Sneed. It was uh, kind of unfair. I mean, it was basically Mason who – is legitimate backup throwing a bunch of guys that are going to be bagging groceries in two weeks. <laughs> I, it, it wasn't, that wasn't fair in my uh, opinion. No, I, I mean, I mean, that's just me. I mean, and, and Tomlin said as much after the game. And then the people that, that really, really love Mason were like, see, he's going to be the starter. See, I'm like, dude, you realize those were fourth team guys he was playing against. Right. I and, mean, and, to, and to his credit, he didn't, you know, Mason handled himself very well all week. He yeah, Mason's been saying the right things know. for a long yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, Mason Rudolph, the person I had, I take no issue with, and I don't know why people do. I, I don't either. It's weird. They uh, hate I, his I, guts because he, he, well, because he likes Trump. Okay, fine. Yeah. And because. Uh, is he, that confirmed or is that just conjecture? No, it's it's true. And. Okay. uh and what else? Uh, what else is the nitpicky thing people go after him for? Well, the Trump I, I thing. think they've always gone after him just because he was supposed to be the the heir apparent to Ben. And well, I yeah, for sure. That's where it started. That. That's where it started. You know, you know yeah. Colbert came out and said grade. The, the first round grade. Colbert does, comes out and says, him I got, no justice. We had a first round grade on him. Well, correct, Ryan. I think that, you're, you're that was correct. a mistake. <laughs> Huge. Even though he was a third round pick mm -hmm. and the current first round pick on the team that they traded up to get uh, looks like he doesn't care at all. Um, True. Another game of that. And yeah. I wish him well. Um, I won't boo him, but no. he looks like he cannot wait to get out of Pittsburgh. Um, yeah. And I started to wonder if maybe they rushed him back before he felt comfortable to be back. And that has hurt him. That has hurt the team. And I think perhaps maybe he does not feel like the Steelers are on his side. That's just mm. the thought I had over the weekend. I, I just, I see a guy and I think the term is gingerly. He, gingerly? he steps sometimes 
with that leg in, in a gingerly manner. Yeah. It, he just doesn't put the foot in the ground and goes. And and, and again, I, it's just an observation. I could be totally wrong. I mean, he you know he could still be having problems with the knee. I, yeah. It would be a surprise it, this long after, but it's not but out of the realm of possibility. And and yeah, mentally, he may just may not be recovered. Yeah, yeah, it, it may have to do more with how he injured it too, because when he when he injured the knee, he kind of overrun the play yeah. and tried to cut back, and you know all that strain of the momentum of his body got put on his knee, and and that's why it you know what, where the injury came from. So, you know, it, it may be that he's afraid to make that cut again, running at full speed. And and he started the game. I he looked very aggressive, uh, kind of assertive. And and then he blew the heck out of somebody up on a blitz. Uh, I think a running back or something. And it's like, whoa, he, he looks like Devin Bush again. And then it wasn't two plays later. He's right, kind of back to yeah, some tight of the end. Stuff took him he, for a ride. The tight Absolutely. end. The tight end. That was embarrassing. Yeah. Yep. And and so I I just. As Chuck Noll used to say, time to get on with your life's work. And I, I, I think that's sad. It's unfair to the young man. But at the same time, I, he's becoming a, a liability. Well, uh, the, you know, the overriding, the big picture thing to me is again when we were talking about last week. He's not really separating himself any from Spillane, and Robert mm-hmm. Spillane is not good. He's not. Yeah. He's he's a legitimate NFL backup. He's a two yes. down linebacker. Yeah. That is it. He is not good, and if Bush can't separate himself from that, he's he's not good. Well, uh, just welcoming in uh, Steelers freak. He's our, our first uh, visitor tonight. He, he said start Robinson with Jack. I like Robinson a lot. I'm not ready to go there yet. but No, neither am uh, I, but, you know. But I do uh, like what I see. You know, to, Absolutely. To, to Mark Robinson's credit, Vince, Vince Williams says that he's better. He's a better rookie than Vince Williams was. Um, I mean, he doesn't practice with the guy every day, but he's yeah. watching games. Yeah. Like Vince, Vince he's comparing himself to that. Uh, Vince got the start because Larry Foote blew out his bicep, and uh, that's right. The game that's right. Against, that that was the, the don't don't remind me of twenty thirteen. But for Vince, Footy. for Vin, yeah, for Vince to say that, um, I do think that that, is that carries twelve or thirteen. That was thirteen. That was thirteen. Yeah, God, that was an awful um, defense. Oh. God. Yeah, but for Vince to say that, I think that does carry weight, and I think that yeah. that does mean something. And yeah. Vince has also been a, a big, um, a big uh, advocate for 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 Devin Bush. So, um, I mean, I, I take I, I you know as a form not me as a former player, but Vince being a former player, I yeah. you know I I don't take the things he says lightly. Uh, I think that you know he's uh I think that he's trying to obviously protect Devin, which I would understand as well. Again, it's unfortunate circumstances. Um, but also for him to say that about uh, Mark Robinson, um, I do think that means something. And I, and you know, I'm not saying that Mike, well, Mike Tomlin's on Instagram now, but he's on, he's on Twitter, <laughs> but he's been on Twitter and now he's on Instagram, but no, I, I think that, you know, Vince, Vince doesn't really say shit to say shit. So, I think that that, that might be the most important part of that, Ryan. He, he he's not hyperbolic. I, I mean, he's he just kind of says what he what he thinks, leaves it at that. Um, and as far as the game goes, um, look, the offensive line was the overwhelming 
discussion topic coming out of that. I mean, let's be real honest. It was the discussion topic 10 minutes into the freaking game, for crying out loud. It's been the discussion topic it, since the end of the fucking season, and they haven't done much to improve it. I mean, no, come on. No. Let's just talk about the elephant in the room. What did they do? Well, They okay. signed James Daniels, who's supposed to be a good player. Right. He looked like dog shit <laughs> on Saturday. He looked awful. I, I'll just put it out there. I mean, he was awful. Mason He's, Cole, I didn't expect much. I watched his film, and he's been not much, you know. And right. we knew we knew who Kendrick Green was last season, and and he looks awful too. And then Dan Moore, I really thought the ass whippings he took last year, and then a whole off season of training and lifting, and just working on himself, working on his game, was going to make him at least a competent tackle. He looks. Bad man, he just looks flat out awful. He's another one who's getting taken for rides into the backfield on a regular basis. I mean, at least he's getting in the guy's way, unlike Kendrick Green, who just whiffs on on pass rushers. But you know, he's yeah. just he's too small. His his arms are so, too short. So Green? let's do this. Let's start over on that left side. Dan Moore? In, in no, Kendrick, Kendrick Green. Green. Yeah, yeah. Green. Yeah, Green. Green put up he's less resistance in a turnstile. He, he's yeah. also slow. I, I don't right. understand why Kendrick Green is so slow. You you watch his college tape; he was a lot quicker. Give me Trey. I take Trey Turner right now as an upgrade. yeah over Green. Oh my God, please! And then Kevin Dotson. What the fuck, dude? Get healthy, please! My God. He he ran with the ones this week. <laughs> Again, he's still nursing the ankle to an extent. But wrap that shit up. Right. Right. Um, but if, but if you start with Dan Moore and you work your way across the line, you know Dan is is uh, overpowered. Um, I, I I don't know, Dan it's Johnny. You know, and uh, yeah. By the way, Ben, what are you drinking? Otis would like to know. Hey, Johnny knows what the fuck I'm. I, you know what? No. Here it is, dickhead. Uh, it's it's a can of you know cloud mentality. There we go, cloud You're mentality. Talking to Otis like you know him. I, I do. Oh, oh, okay. oh, he right. Otis. Otis, he loves Otis. Him. <laughs> when you know somebody in real life, you can flip them off when they're on a the podcast. Dexter Light Club, man. I love it. Uh, but yeah, Green's been awful. Moore has struggled big time. Uh, Mason Cole has he's been in the way. Uh, Daniels has been a disappointment. So that leaves us with Chooks. And, and if Chooks is your, your most consistent offensive <laughs> lineman right now, yeah. and no offense, Chooks, you're, you're, you're working hard, brother. I know, man. It ain't good. No. Um, I mean, Chooks, when Chooks is your bright spot, I, I your mean, line is awful. I mean, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, I mean, I, the the nicest thing I can say about Mason Cole is he's not as bad as Kendrick Green was at center. No, no, I, I, I mean, but that's not a that's I mean that's that's really really fucking low bar. Is really. so so it's it's worth asking though, you know, because I I said last week on the show that I thought the second team O line was better than the first team O line mm-hmm. against what, second teamers though. Okay, but at what point <laughs> is it the next preseason game? Do you give like? Joe Haig is shot to start at tackle instead of Dan Moore. And Joe Haig's not good. But he's, he's in concussion protocol. Uh, okay. Oh, is well. he? Joe Haig, I believe okay. so, yeah. So that's okay. probably well, going to wipe him this week. Yeah. Yeah, for and, sure. 
and you know at what point do you think about making that switch because i mean no it's fine but the the question still there is at what point do you think about making that switch and going from more to Hague? Hague's not good but he's been along around the league long enough that you know he's kind of a career backup but you know i feel like he could hold his own more than dan moore has so far this preseason um, you know, I don't think they'll do it week one. I think they'll give more a couple games. But remember, they gave Mike Adams four games, and those were a disaster. Yeah, um, that was pretty bad. Line. Yeah, uh, not to not to go back to the you know 2012 2013 seasons again. But um, yeah, the, that was that was bad. Um, but you know, I don't know. At what point is a, a journeyman backup? It, it's kind of the same question that we're asking about yeah. Devin Bush and Robert Spillane, right? Like. Uh, Joe Haig is the Robert Spillane of offensive tackles. He's not great, but is he good enough? Is he passable mm-hmm. and, you know, consistent enough to make up for the wild disparities of Dan Moore's, whatever he's doing out there right now? And, and, and likely you're not going to find anybody on the market. E- oh, even no, the you're not going to find a left tackle. No, no. What? And if, if you bring in Isaiah no. Wynn. Are you kidding me? Steelers Twitter says just go out and get somebody. Uh, yeah, just like you're ordering a just, pizza. Just, yeah, fuck yeah, go get somebody. No. You can you can yeah, order Jonathan available. Yeah, you can order yeah. You can order Jonathan Ogden or a prototype of, of Jonathan Ogden from right. the clone factory, and it's no problem. Sure, you just bring sure. the guy in, you don't even have to pay him. He's gonna you work for him free. In, you can pay him in for Manny's sandwiches. Yeah. If yeah, exactly. If if you wanna if you wanna really go Steelers Twitter on it, let's trade, you know, Devin Bush and Chase Claypool and Mason Rudolph for a starting tackle. Cause sure, some team's gonna make that Absolutely. Trade. I don't even yeah. think Madden twenty three would make that trade. Uh, uh probably right. But yeah, honestly, I don't think it would, but uh, it's a mess. And do I think it needs time to come together? You're dealing with a new coach. Sure. I'll give you that a little bit, but at at the same time, we should be seeing something better. I I mean, they, they went from what? 184 yards rushing against Seattle. Maybe just, you know, hear me out. Maybe, maybe for the last three seasons, they should have, prioritize the fucking offensive line during the draft instead of skill positions. Okay. I've only been saying this for three fucking years. So let's look at it this way. I agree with you. They should have addressed it more. But who do you draft in place of the guys we drafted? Creed Humphrey. Well, you could take Creed Humphrey instead of uh, Friermuth, which, you know, Friermuth would be playing someplace else and people would be pissed because Penn State and blah, blah. But you'd have a really, really good fucking center for starters. Okay. And given the fact that that's the linchpin of your line, you'd be in really great shape there. So, so we're honestly, saying... I I would have traded back. I would have traded out of the first round and not drafted Najee for that matter. I I would well, have tried to. Right. You could you, not... you could you could you could even take Creed Humphrey with a late first rounder, and nobody would have batted an eye. I have no idea how he lasted as long as he did in that draft. Uh, Linderbaum was available at twenty this year. Uh, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. You know, he's already hurt, right? Does that mean he would have gotten hurt with the Steelers? Maybe, maybe not. I don't it's know. It's hard to say, but I mean, a different it, turf down there in Baltimore. Okay, yeah. that's where it's I work. Very different. Grass. Grass. What are you saying that that, that no, no? I'm just, who, I'm just saying who, that I'm just saying that like, and I and I understand that 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 if you 
if you bring up the subject that the Steelers should have probably looked at the offensive line, people right away want to be like, well, who would you have drafted? Who would you? Right. So I'm just naming, I'm just naming that's, names. That's a longer conversation because you need to go back through the drafts, see how they fell, see how the guys developed. Um, and this, yeah, then, and try this, a, then try and second guess other teams who may have tried to jump in front of you because they had a feeling that you were going to take some guy that they wanted. There's a whole instinctive process that goes into all of that. It's not as simple as saying this guy definitely would have been I, I there at this that. number. Right. I get that. That's why no, I'm just yeah. We're, but we're just saying names right now. Yeah. But right. overall, we all agree that they should have prioritized. Fuck, offensive yes, line. they should have. Yeah. Right. So, trade up for a player. Trade up for a fucking offensive tackle. And here's here's how bad it is this year. And this is maybe the first year that I can remember this. The third team is so bad that they've been replaced. Yeah. And the third team has been so bad that nobody on the third team is pushing anybody on the second team. Yeah. And then nobody on the second team is pushing anybody on the first team. So, I mean, we're talking three lines of just shit. And that is not good. <laughs> and the other day, Aditi, Aditi King, no, if, Aditi, if Aditi's listening, oh, uh, Aditi gave me a shout out on the radio on 93.7 The Fan the other day. Uh, we had a little exchange back and forth. Aditi is good people. Um, and Aditi basically was like isn't that a little weird considering like they did invest in a line for so long and and it's you know it's afc north football and she's right like like she basically said that cleveland can roll out two lines right now we know the ravens can do yes yes we know the ravens can do that even the The ravens the ravens to your point before with their shitty turf yes you know every douchebag who gets (laughs) drafted by them by is is basically He's he is destined to be hurt at some point because he was drafted by a shitty fucked up town. But setting that aside, no, I'm kidding. No, but um, setting even, that aside, you know, yeah, those two teams are deep. Even Cincy yes. has got a good starting starting line, a really good starting line. Pittsburgh, nah. Nothing. I mean, like, would you would you not take Leo Collins right now? Fuck yes. yes. And like, I'm just I'm just saying that like like yeah, you know what we can. Yes, I would. I don't wait. Well, I don't know if I wish or not, but we all kind of said that the Bengals are going to sign Jesse Bates because we kind of know how they operate, right? Mm-hmm. And they didn't. They didn't, right? But he showed up and he's going to play. Right. And he showed up as soon as camp ended. He was like, okay, okay. Right. And they can <laughs> tag and they can tag him again next year, and yeah. then and then maybe they can work something out. But it's going to be a hefty price. But my anyway, getting back to it. But they absolutely went out this year and focused on the offensive line yeah. in the draft and in, and in free agency. And you know what? The Steelers were like, we got Mason Cole, James Daniels. We're going to re-sign Chooks. Uh, and after that, you know what? Godspeed. I, I, <laughs> what was Ian? Why did they re-sign Chooks to what they did? What, what was the thinking behind that? The thinking was that he was our most consistent lineman and he's shown it so far in this preseason. Um, but I mean, that's also the going rate for, for <laughs> mediocre tackles in the league. I mean, tackles on both sides, you know, it used to be your left tackle was your anchor, the guy that you paid a ton of money to, right. and your right tackle was more of your, your mauler, your run blocker, that that was the side you ran to. Mm-hmm. Now, so many teams have pass rushers that can come from both sides and they switch them up that yep. your right tackle basically has to be as good of a pass blocker as your left tackle. And Chooks isn't a great pass blocker, um, and he's not a real good run blocker either. But he's consistent enough um, that 
you know, I think they kind of felt like, okay, this is a line in transition. It's a line in flux. We need some kind of consistency here from year to year. And he was kind of the best one and had been a starter. And, you know, they probably got him for about what his market rate was going to be. It, it wasn't. They, they definitely got him for oh, his market absolutely. rate. Yeah. They, um, they, in fact, his, they offered him a contract less or less than, than he was being. Did, did they panic on him though? Signed for. No, uh, did they panic? I, I no, it was panic. I, would, no. I didn't say that was the case at all because basically it's a one year deal, Mark. Right. The, the okay. guaranteed money's paid out and it's done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So basically it's a one year deal worth roughly what nine and a half million dollars. And then you've got options on every year. Yeah. 9.25. So you got options every year after that that are team options. At any point, if they decide they're going to cut him, they just cut him and they're done. Right. Um, well, sorry. He does have roster bonuses that are due yeah. next year yep. and the year after. So they need to make a decision early in the offseason if they're going to keep him or release him. And I'm sure mm-hmm. his agent put that in put that in there on purpose, which is smart. If you're an agent, you should do that. Give your guy a chance. Don't don't let him get cut on, you know, in June or July because they need cap space. Make them invest five million dollars you know, on March 17th. So, so if yeah. we assume Dotson's what? the guy at left guard is, is, is this Hopefully. the starting, starting offensive line we're going to see week one? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. It's, if, yeah, they're, if they're not, Dotson. they're not moving. When I, um, Steelers freak said basically the same thing I've been saying for a while, which is move Daniels to center, have Mason Cole and, and green fight it out for the left guard spot. Move Dotson to right guard, which is his natural position, and then let it play out. See what happens. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do that. They they like James Daniel at right guard. They're leaving him there. Um, Dotson is probably not competing with Kendrick Green because Kendrick Green's been awful. Yeah. And Mason Cole is super mediocre at center, and it is what it is. And that's where they're leaving him. Is is there so one parting shot on this yeah. offensive line? Sure. The last time the line was this bad was arguably 2009, kind of phasing out of the, the Super Bowl year, right? I was going to say last season when you said the last time. Well, okay, <laughs> but, but hear me out here, right? So we've talked about they need to invest through the draft. So what did they do over the next three draft classes the last time the line was this bad? They spent a first-round pick on Marquise Pouncey in 2010. They spent a second-round pick on Marcus Gilbert in 2011. And then in 2012, a first-round pick on DeCastro and a second-round pick on Mike Adams, which the Adams pick was an absolute mistake. They should have taken Levante David. But nevertheless, in the first two rounds of the draft, they took a center, a guard, and two tackles over a three-year span. Like, that's what they need to do over the next few years. Although Mike Adams was another one they said they had a first-round pick. Yes, he was touted very highly. Well, he wrote them a letter, you know? That carries a lot. No, he didn't write a letter. He drove to Pittsburgh, knocked on the door because he he failed a drug test, and said, I'm sorry, please draft me. And they said, okay, if you'll piss in this cup, Mike is a great. we might draft you. (laughs) And he did. He took a piss test on the spot. Scarpino, at any time, did you have that piss test in your hands? Fuck what did no. it smell like? Hey, me, man. <laughs> Asparagus? No, but no, they but don't, like, they don't make the little guy like, in the totem pole carry no, around. But, no, but I will say, uh, I will say that there have been plenty of times when, um, 
I'd come home after a road game and like, we'd have to like have a quick turnaround. So I'd sleep on like the trainer's table in the fucking training room. And I wake up and there'd be like the drug tester, like just standing there. And I'd be like, <laughs> Hey, what's <laughs> up? And like, I mean, like, like disgruntled, like walking around. And then literally like guys would filter in and be like, Hey, need you for a minute. I'm like, fuck dude, what a job that is, man. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, Ian, and not to top you, but on the part, the part and shot about the offensive line in 2018, I mean, I'm not, I'm just going to say this, call me an asshole, whatever. The Steelers drafted Terrell Edmonds in the first round, James Washington in the second round, then Mason and then Chooks. Yeah. And they don't get Brown jr. Zeus got taken at 83. Yes. And, and listen, no, they should have taken him instead of Mason because they traded, they traded Martavis Bryant for that. Because Mason sucks. That's yeah. fine. And and like literally I am a Mason I'm a Mason supporter but like when you got to that point like the Ravens back to not back to back but within a matter of like five or six picks drafted uh Zeus Brown and then Mark Andrews and then they ended up nice. trading Orlando Brown but still they at least mm-hmm. got something for that. Mm-hmm. So like right. like that's that 2018 Steelers draft and I actually am a, Ter- a Terrell Edmonds fan but but like James Washington never panned out um mason obviously is just fighting to stay on this team right now and then chooks got a nice contract but like so when people say like well who would you have drafted that's a fucking clear one for me yeah. <laughs> like, that oh is yeah a yeah mason, mason over orlando brown and also who went two picks after james washington i don't know uh brian o'neill the tackle from Pitt, who just oh, made the yeah. pro bowl in oh yeah and and you know that's Good another ball. one that it's like, I mean, not that many guys from the 2010 draft have made like a pro bowl, or 2018. Well, yeah, that's true. 2018 draft. Yeah. 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 You, you don't um, get that many pro bowl. And I know me, the pro bowl is a subjective thing, but you don't get that many pro bowl linemen in a draft class. Yeah. And, you know, no, that one, we had no. shots at Orlando Brown. We had, uh, you know, I'm looking at it right now. I mean, um, hindsight is 2020, and I get that. I just, yeah. I just wish but, they had, they had placed more emphasis on the draft, right? Or on the line, excuse me. Prior to you know trying to put together some patchwork bullshit this year, well, we'll make something passable out of these two free agent additions, and yeah. it'll be fine. <laughs> well, what's more than fine is our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Indeed. The next generation of fantasy sports is here. Download the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app now. Sign up with promo code TPPN. Click the Rainmakers tile and opt in to get your first card free. Plus play for millions of prizes all football season while building the ultimate NFT fantasy franchise with Rainmakers football. That's promo code TPPN. Build, play, win only at DraftKings. Um, yes, that is, Fuck Otis, you, Johnny. that is true. Ben absolutely loves fantasy football, but we don't That's want to get him bullshit. going on that. Uh, quarterback play this past weekend. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, well, well. Now, look, hey, quarterback play can't be discussed without discussing the offensive line, which we just spent 15 minutes doing. <laughs> hey, but you know what? Let's do You should have waited until later. I- Probably to have us talk probably. about the offensive line, we would have been drunker and there would have been more screaming. <laughs> well, we haven't got well, okay, yeah. Uh, anyway, 
Mitchell Trubisky played uh, how many series? Three? Yeah. Yeah, I think three series. Yeah. Uh, did some scrambling, running for his life type stuff. Um, I, you know, I, he's not doing anything to me that would say, no, you can't start him. I, I mean, he's running the offense. He's doing all the right things. But And, and let's not forget about Trubisky, too. He had a couple of drives derailed by terrible penalties. The offensive pass mm-hmm. interference call on Deontay Johnson was absolute trash. <laughs> that, that was terrible. You cannot you... blame Trubisky for that drive no. not putting points on the board after they called that penalty no on question. Johnson. Totally I, agree. I didn't even see what they were looking at. I, I was like, okay, so they saw something downfield on a guy that – that he didn't even touch. And, and it was the, here. I think it was the back judge who threw it. So so he had everything in front of him. And I think what happened is he saw the DB kind of stumble, slip, whatever. Yeah. And and he kind of saw Johnson breaking back. He's like, oh, he, he clearly that's on him. And he threw it. Um, it but yeah, atrocious penalty. And that's a great Fuck point. Dog on yeah. that one. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, but you know, the refs have preseason too. Uh, which, that which is also carries into point. the regular season and playoffs. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, quite it carries into quite the first off. few weeks yeah. of the regular season, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> and, the and then, of course, uh, Super Bowl, Kenneth Pickett yeah. came in. He took eight snaps. Uh, he threw one incompletion, which was a uh, uh, an intentional uh, incompletion to stop the clock. And uh, from that point, he, he threw a great throw to a uh, great pass to Deontay Johnson, which was called back. Yeah, and and then hit uh, Benny Snell, and, and Benny did a nice job getting into the end zone, and yeah. that was it. That was it for Kenny Pickett. I, I, ben, were you surprised he only got eight snaps? No, I I wasn't yeah. at all. Okay, I I thought it was a little thought, light. He threw right? one real nice pass, um, in a situation where he had guys in his face. He had yeah. some pressure. Is that the one to Fryer move? Kept his eyes, yeah. He kept his eyes downfield. Um, I think they'd seen enough, and they were done. So they yanked him, and then they honestly, the way I read it was, they wanted to give Mason a lot of playing time to try and up his trade value. Sorry, guys. Well, and and he got it. Um, And I won't. It will not surprise me at all if they if they bench Mitch Trubisky this week and start Mason. And the Mason lovers will go see. See, he's going to be the starter week one. You guys don't know what the hell you're talking about. Well, look, I, I was – I'm not going to lie. I'm not at that, that fucking level right now. <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be Ryan. I was thrown that'll back be. a little bit by the the release of, of the seventh-round pick, Aludicon. Uh, Aludicon, Cohen, whatever you would – I'm sorry, I don't know the other I think name. they just wanted to get to know who he was and what I, he and, was and like. And I'm, I'm good with that, but as we discussed in our, in our Slack channel – you're not keeping Mason as a as a third string quarterback at three million. At Probably $3 million. not. Well, why but not? Maybe. Maybe not? they might. It, it just... Because three million dollars is a lot to spend on a third string quarterback when you can get something in return for him today, even if that is a sixth round pick. That's can oh, so the same the same sixth round pick or seventh round pick they draft fucking Chris Oladukin don't and he doesn't even fucking get a chance to compete. Yeah, pretty much. I, I, but hey, I'll remind you that Vince Williams was a sixth round pick. He okay? was okay. Antonio Brown. So then so then okay, yeah. Antonio Brown. So seven AQ Shipley, seven, Ryan Mundy, six. They they had yep. they, 
Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Mundy did not suck. Ryan Mundy was decent. Ryan Mundy Ryan was Mundy, our second Ryan best Mundy, pick Ryan in Ryan draft Ryan Mundy sucked. Ryan Mundy had two degrees. Take that. Okay? Let me tell you. Cool for Ryan. Huh? I hope he's doing well in his real life after the fact. But he, he was is. not a great well, football God player. damn, you're rude. No, I'm just so <laughs> – no. So, so here's the thing then. For every shitty six-round pick, there is a Kiesel. Or six or seven round pick, there is a Kiesel. There is an AB. I'd so say like, you're more likely to have um, – and statistically, you know this, Ryan. There's a Tom Brady. The, the, yeah, but the six-round picks – the Tom Brady is the extreme exception, okay? The James Harrison is the extreme exception. Most of your guys that are drafted late or undrafted are not going to do anything in the NFL. But every once in a while, there's a guy who's a gem, and you you uncover that gem. Okay. It's fantastic. So then, then, and so sometimes then just, his name's Quincy Roche, and you cut him. Sorry, and yeah. Quincy no, Roche, who then has a nice little, sorry, little thing going with the Giants. Yeah. Fucking dick. So then well, – Let's stop the draft after five rounds, then, and everybody no. the fucking rookie free agent. Oh, hey, it you used to be twelve. All right, well, sorry, sorry, Ryan, I talked over you. Go ahead. No, Ian, that was me. Seventeen rounds. It's like baseball. All right, so so getting all right, getting back to the point is, and, and I said this, Mason did the same shit with fourth teamers or whatever teamers this week as Kenny Pickett did last week at Heinz Field, and yet one is the second coming of God. And, the, and this one is just, well, Mason should have done that because oh, he, he's been in the league. Fine. I don't give a shit. Okay. Kenny Mason Pickett once what? again had some nice throws. Okay. Yeah, he was I've fine. Never, and I'm going to repeat this. I never had a problem with Kenny Pickett the pick. I just didn't want him to go QB, any QB in first round. So Kenny Pickett's had some nice throws. But how much of is it, how much of it is that uh we haven't seen any middle of the field throws in how long like when he threw that ball to Fryermuth, i was like is that allowed like you're still living in, in 2021 buddy that's right? I mean, that so, throw to Fryermuth. that was that was a was. next level nfl throw i mean that was, it was nice big time. it was yeah. nice and, and it was it, and it, it wasn't just the throw it was that benny snell completely blew the blocking and let two guys run past him yeah. into Pickett's face and Pickett okay. could have easily thrown the ball away or just crumbled and taken a sack, right. but he stood in there under he pressure, moved, stood in two and guys. Delivered yes. Yes. Pickett exactly. was, was nice good in college delivering between the numbers. Okay. That mm-hmm. was never a question. The question about him always was his outside routes and his deep routes mm-hmm. and whether or not he could deliver those at an NFL level and not give the DB a chance to pick the ball off or deflect it. So, so getting back to the game, I actually think there actually that that play where Mitch scrambled forever and should have been sacked. It hit Deontay Johnson right in the hands. He should have yeah. caught that. Well, yeah, yeah but it was it was okay. difficult. He threw it a little bit inside. He had to come back for it. Okay, but I agree I'm with you. Call it a drop. I agree with you. He he had both hands on it. I'm not going to call it a drop. Okay. It was a difficult Agreed. catch, but. So, you so, just got paid eighteen million dollars a year, brother. Well, catch that fucking ball. So, catch it. So, I the fact that the Steelers have like three quarterbacks, where yeah, you'd feel better if probably two of them started the game. It's but you wouldn't feel, feel Johnny, but you wouldn't feel terrible. You wouldn't feel terrible if Mason had to start a game. So that's my whole point: is if this line sucks ass so much, and and this is the truth. 
Mitch is not Ben in 2008. Okay. No. Let's remember that. Remember when Ben? Ha- right. How about that? O-line. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Listen, boss move by Ben, but Ben, even though he had a down year that year, it was still Ben. These guys aren't Ben. No. So, and no. I'm done. I'm talking to Roethlisberger, not Ben Anderson. But the point yeah. is, the point is, so if Mitch, it gets frazzled, and then it's like, oh, shit, man. I don't want to put Pickett behind this garbage. Okay. Hey, Mason, come on down. I mean, like, like I don't have a problem with that. Like, okay, they save $3 million if they cut him or trade him. If they can get a decent pick for him, great. But you know what? We're talking $3 million, $3 million. Like, like, what are they really going to do with that? What are they going to do with that? They already have like they already have that stuff allotted for like I mean three million dollars is basically what they always want to have set aside for the offseason to pick up additional players if they need space for one year deals. But they but they definitely already have that on they already have that at about they, nine they do right yeah. they do, but here's the thing, Ryan. Here's the thing that, that people don't take into consideration about the salary cap. Okay. What you don't spend this year, you can roll into next year. And what you don't spend next year, you can roll into the next year before. And that's why these teams have 40 and 50 and $60 million in cap space because they didn't spend all their money in previous seasons. And it just keeps rolling forward and it snowballs. The Steelers are always up against the cap, so they never have any fucking space to, to roll into the next year. So if you save $3 million this year and you don't use it, guess what? You can use it next year. No problem. So it, it's not it's not all about this season. It's not. It's it, it's not just about a question of whether or not you're going to recoup a draft pick, which you should because Mason Rudolph sucks and it was a bad investment in draft picks. But okay, but I, setting that I, aside, I get that. you I you get can that. save money saying. today and use it in next year or the year after that and recoup a draft pick, which you need clearly. The flip you just side told of that, me seventh round picks don't matter, though. Yeah, you what? Yeah, the flip side. The flip side is I told you what. We're if good. you can We're spend fine. if you can spend the money this year on something that helps you win this year, it might be worth it, right? Mason is fine. He's okay. Like we've said this before on the show. There aren't 32 men in the world that can play starting quarterback in the NFL. There might not even be 25. Mason Rudolph is pretty clearly not one of those 25. He's probably in that next tier of being an acceptable NFL backup. Yes, he is. He's probably better than, you know, a handful of backups around the league. He's not a starting quarterback. That said, getting paid $3 million to be a backup is about backup quarterback salary. Pretty great gig. But, uh, okay. Fuck yeah. Where I'm getting is, (laughs) but you have Kenny Pickett on a rookie deal. Pickett has shown enough that he could come in and play – yeah. And not be any worse than Mason Rudolph would be. If you no, could, agreed. If, if you trade you Mason, that? if you if you trade Mason and get the three million dollars in cap Honestly, space, I, I let me make care. my fucking point, Ben. Let, Shut let up, Ian. Finisher. Ian, if, my bad. If no, not you, Ryan. You're fine. Um, I'm arguing with Ryan, not you. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. If if you trade Mason and just bank that $3 million for next year, it doesn't do anything to help you this year. Mason's going to walk after this year anyways. He's, he's on the last year of his deal. Yeah, he's gone. He potentially gets you a compensatory pick coming back. So basically what you're looking for in a trade is a pick equal to or better than what that compensatory pick would be. And you also want to be able to spend that $3 million on someone who can help you this year. 
Yes. Whether that's an offensive lineman that somebody cut and hit free agency, whether that's like bringing Joe Hayden back to play cornerback if you're, you know, if somebody gets hurt, whatever it is, you want to use it on something that can help your team this year. You don't want to just take that money and be like, oh, we got three million more dollars now. You know, we're just going to bank it for next year because that's the kind of shit that losing franchises do. That's what the Jaguars do. That's yes. what the Browns do. That's what the Bengals do. Like, so. Use it okay. on something that can help yeah. you this year. Here, here's a here's a question that, that we should answer. Uh, State of the Steelers ask, you know, what's the comp pick they would get? Uh, if Mason me. left, yes, next next year, um, he they might get a six or a seven depending right. on what it kind of contract late. he signs. Yeah. Maybe, right? But, maybe, but he's. I would right. I would say it would be a, a, a sixth round comp pick. Yes, because it's going to be it's going to be based upon the quarterback market. It's not the overall market. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing we've learned over the years is you you think a guy is going to be slotted at a certain spot because he's at this place where he's making four and a half million or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Which I'm picking around about number, but what it actually is is they compare him to the guys in his position, and they go, "Oh, he's actually 47th highest paid." So what you thought was going to be a five is actually a seven, and you actually signed a guy who was a seven as well. So those two cancel one another out, and you get nothing. But I, yeah. So the one I'm thing still, I'll say, yeah. just closing ahead, here, yeah. that in the current year's draft, picks are usually valued around a future year's draft is valued around ahead of the current year. So a Yes. 2024 seventh has the equivalent value or sorry, wait, wait, let me back up a 2024 sixth has the yes. equivalent value of a 2023 seventh. So if you, if you think you're going to get a 2024 sixth round pick for him in compensatory picks, a 2023 seventh is about equivalent value. Do we know if so? Like, do we know if he would be a compensatory pick? No, you, you don't. It's not you don't know yet. You don't know. I mean, so that's what I'm saying. Who's like, gonna sign, who's going to sign with? What he's going to sign for? Right. You you don't know any of that. You're, uh, yeah, you're speculating. So, go ahead, Ryan. No, I, I. This is a good conversation, and and Ian made some really good points. I I I do want to say one thing about the, the question of whether or not Mason Rudolph is good enough or would be as good or better than Kenny Pickett. Pickett isn't it isn't just about when you go to you go to your backup quarterback this year, right? You basically are saying, okay, we're not making the playoffs anyway. It is what it is. And let's get this guy some experience. When you got a young player like Pickett who's going to benefit by that time under center, it isn't just about how well he performs this year. It's all it's also about the experience that he gains if you do end up playing him which is another reason to play him over a Mason Rudolph who is going to give you nothing next year when he is gone. And the other thing I will tell you is one of these days when Mason Rudolph leaves, whether that is in two weeks or next year, he's going to say, I feel a lot better for this. I needed a fresh start. It doesn't matter when it happens. Those are going to, that's going to be what he's going to say. He's, he's done. And he said all the right things and he's been a good player. He's, mm -hmm. I think he's probably been a good teammate. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, some people weren't as good to him as he was to the team, but uh, things just aren't working out for him in Pittsburgh. No, I, I, I think I don't disagree. to be fair to Mason, I, he just needs a clean slate somewhere else. Yeah. You know, I, I really, um, 
the other question too that has come up is, you know, when will we see Kenny Pickett? And and it's not a question that really has an answer that any of us can truly answer just yet. Now we could look back on it in six weeks and say, see, I told you, but as of right now, we just don't know. So I'll say this. Yeah. So I said this, the, the show we did the night, the Steelers schedule came out. You can go back and watch it. I said it on this show. Um, Week 10, week 10 against New Orleans. The reason is we have a bye week nine. So you get yeah. you get eight weeks of Mitch Trubisky to see what he's got. We have a bye in week nine. The New Orleans game's a home one o'clock game against a non-conference opponent. And those non-conference games are ones where the Steelers have typically been willing to do more things like, oh, a guy's got an ankle injury. If it was Baltimore, he would play, but we're playing the Lions. So he'll sit out this week, you yeah. know? So, so no tiebreakers for playoff stuff involved, but week 10 against New Orleans, and then you've got week 11, another home game against Cincinnati. That's the only spot in the schedule where you have back-to-back home games, plus with the bye week beforehand, that's basically like you got the bye week to work them in, so you'd have two weeks of, of practices, and I know they get some time off for the bye week, but nevertheless, you get the yeah. bye week, so you'd have two weeks to kind of work him in as a starter, plus followed by two home games in a row. Like, yeah. if I'm looking at the schedule, that's when I'm thinking about putting I, Kenny Pickett. I agree. I agree. Yeah, that, I mean that that's when it makes the most sense from a yes from a tactical standpoint to to play him, give his give him as much advantage as possible, especially as you mentioned the the two home games right after the bye. Mm-hmm. And Completely. Do, agree. do you have, do you have to factor in though the fact that w- what if Trubisky is just awful? through three or four weeks i mean can you wait until week 10 i think the steelers are going to have a really rough go the first six weeks oh it's a brutal schedule i think that you know all of this uh 17 and 0 20 and 0 super bowl after the first preseason game everybody who is saying that is going to be freaking the fuck out after week four and it's going to continue into the into week five and six uh, they're going to start one and five or two and four. It's going to be it's going to be rough, and it's not all going to be on Trubisky. But he's going to fuck up here and there. And Pickett, being you know a quote unquote hometown product, not really, but you know he played at Pitt. People are going to be clamoring for him to play just to, just to see a spark on the offense. Even though the offensive line clearly is the weakest leak on that unit, they're going to want him to play to try and improve things somehow and you know people will be playing armchair gm armchair head coach fire tomlin blah blah the usual Mm -hmm. bullshit Mm -hmm. um it's gonna be rough it's not a what if to me i it's there's a very very high probability that is going to happen and yeah well if i'm tomlin you know i don't listen to it I follow my instincts. I do not make a change unless unless Trubisky absolutely shits the bed. I think you got to read the locker room too. You know, sure. you, you got to be able to read read the the body language. You got to be able to read what's going on in that hall. I mean, that's that's what got Mason benched for Duck. Well, yeah. Well, that's the yeah. one thing I'll say for Pickett. I mean, he he seems to have that it factor, right? He comes in and he he seems to have that just that presence about him that 
you know, it seems like he's going to make things happen when it seems like the, the other guys on the field have confidence in him that he'll make things happen. And it seems like they have some confidence in Mitch. It just doesn't seem like the other guys on the field have that confidence in Mason that he's going to make things happen either. That's fine. And, and yeah, it's just, I don't know. Pickett just seems to have that it factor that he's now engineered two, you know, not game winning drives, but two drives in the two minute drill to put points on the board when we needed it. And yeah, they were, there were some young runs after the catch and all that stuff, but um, but he operates yeah. fearlessly. Yes. Okay. He He's going to make some mistakes, but he operates fearlessly, which is a comparison that, that you and I Ian made way back in the day, a couple years ago, not way back yeah. about duck Hodges, who was not a very talented quarterback. Let's be honest. And he made some mistakes, but when he made them, he made them without fear. And if he made a mistake, he'd come back the next play and he still had confidence in what he was trying to do. And you could tell he could see it. He just couldn't physically do it because it was the NFL level and it was it was over his head. You know, and mm-hmm. and Pickett's got that, but he's yeah. a lot more talented than Duck. Yeah. Ryan had a point that I talked over. Go ahead, Ryan. It's no, and everybody's gonna call me a hater, but like Holy shit. Like, I mean, you're wearing another, you know, American League baseball cap tonight. I mean, what the hell? At least it's not Baltimore. Kirby Puckett, (laughs) R.I.P. At least Kirby Puckett, Baltimore this week. R.I.P. Again, like, it's fucking preseason. Like, I'm telling you this right now. Like, like, you know, like, who do I, okay, who do I, okay, I'm a Mason supporter. But no, I don't want him to start the season because you're right. I I get a very a very stone faced Mason, and he might make some throws. Yes, I understand what you're talking about the it factor with Pickett, but I'm gonna tell you this right now, and I know you're gonna fucking laugh because it's the Bungles, but like that fucking place is going to be fired up. Oh yeah. Whatever. What's it oh. called now? It's not Paul Brown Stadium anymore. It's, it's not the Escaloser. It's Orco Stadium or something. It's, it's uh, some you know. place that spent it, the most it, money it on it. Will and not surprise me if they get if they curb stomp the Steelers week 1. Okay. And you know what? And people were shitting on people were shitting on Mike Hilton again this week because God forbid somebody leaves the Steelers because they didn't want to pay him and he waves goodbye or he talks a little shit even though when the what but when the Steelers talk a little shit it's oh everybody shut up. So my point is I want Mitch Trubisky starting in Cincinnati because I think it's going to get ugly. I'm talking, I'm yeah. talking Mike Hilton pick six on the Steelers' first offensive possession. Holy jeez, that's man, I, that's so I, far I'm talking, ahead. I can't I'm think talking of that Mike Hilton on a on a corner blitz Same. Six, six times that game. So do it's you want, be... do you want to ruin Kenny Pickett right off the bat? No. Like, Daniel no. Jones or Carson Wentz or way, way back. I don't know. It worked out even pretty though, well for Peyton Manning. And David he got Carr? his ass kicked. Even though David Carr won their first game against the Cowboys. That's right. But the point is, the point is, it's like, listen, I'm going to support Kenny Pickett. I didn't like the Pickett 20 at quarterback. But, yes, Pickett does have that it factor. But it's the fucking preseason. Like, yeah, he's had some nice throws. But, like, who's to say these guys? These guys don't give a shit about preseason. The guys that are trying to make the team do. But half the guys don't even dress. Like, it's not the same. It's not the same. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. No, I agree. 
So for everybody yeah. that's on Kenny Pickett's nuts, which everybody's on Kenny Pickett's nuts right now, take a deep breath. Let it all unfold. That you I do it. not want him going into Cincinnati week one I, with that line. No. I agree with you. But then I look at guys like Troy Aikman and, and Peyton Manning, who are Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and they absolutely got the ever-living shit kicked out of them their rookie year. Yeah. And things worked out pretty well. But there are a lot of other guys that it, right. it ruined their confidence. How many years ago, though, Ben? It, it ruined yeah. their confidence. And they were never the same. 99? Uh, well, look, like Patrick Mahomes only started one game his rookie year, and it was week 17 when they had yeah. everything wrapped up, right? right, right. Like, there right. is some value to easing to a guy in. Back, sitting yeah. back and watching and learning. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and I'm okay with that. Because some, <laughs> some of it, too, right? This was the thing we talked about with, with Mason and Ben that didn't happen with Mason and Ben. But I think, like, it seems like Pickett and Trubisky have a good enough relationship that this could happen, right? Pickett, or not Pickett, sorry, Trubisky comes off the field after a drive, whether it's a touchdown drive or it's an interception drive, whatever happens, right? Who's he going to sit next to on the bench to talk, look at the pictures and say, this is what I saw out there. This is why I made this throw. Mason and Ben never did that. Ben did no. that with Josh Dobbs because right. Ben trusted Josh Dobbs. Ben never trusted Mason to do that with him. Ben did it with Landry Jones. Ben never trusted Mason. But you know, if 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 is. Pickett is the guy sitting next to Mitch Trubisky, there's some there's some learning value in that. Even if he's not on the field, I'm, it's that I'm going to talk through this with somebody. Yeah, you know, it, and there's some there's some value in that too. No, I agree. I agree. I'm saying week ten against the Saints is when I would start. Here's a crazy thought: What happens if Mitch, Kenny, and Mason are all fucking collaborating? Oh my god! Like what teamwork and camaraderie, now, right? I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now, Scarps. What that means is that because Seven was in the house today. Seven's coming back. I'm telling you That's this right now. Right there. Seven was there for mine game. <laughs> okay. They're, Seven they're was fucking there. with you guys right now. They're, they're just fucking with you. Hey, when Seven shows up, man, you know, I, I mean, it went nuts. I mean, oh, my God. He wants to come back. He wants to come mine back. games. Jeez. If, if all three Relax. quarterbacks are collaborating this year, that means the Steelers are paying $3 million for a third-team backup, and Ben is pissed off. Um, but right. setting that aside. Yeah. Let's talk. I, uh, let's talk I, linebackers. I do want to get to something else, right? right. Uh, the <laughs> other surprising no. cut <laughs> of the five that got the Steelers down to eighty this week um, was oh, Genard Avery. Funny. This is funny. Genard Avery got cut. Um, and look, if you talk to any of the beats, you talk to people that have been at camp watching and and, and have watched the games like we have as well. Avery's played pretty well. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's kind of like, what the hell? Why did he get cut? And that leaves now Derek Tuska, and it leaves Delonte Scott. Who they like. They like Scott. Scott's been okay. He's long. He's tall, 6'5". Yeah. Um, but what, Ben, what the hell? What Did you see this coming? Hostages, not volunteers. Well, that's the rumor. Or excuse me. Volunteers, not hostages. Right, Jeez. right. That yeah. The rumor is that he told Tomlin, I should be starting over Alex Highsmith. Tomlin didn't want to go with that like he had to last year with Melvin Ingram and just said, okay, bye-bye. That, that's the rumor. Well, the rumor is that it was a little more forceful than that. Mm -hmm. It was, if you make me sit here and behind this guy, I'm not going to be happy. And 
It was more along the lines of, well, do you want to be here or not? And yeah. things worked out the way they did. Yeah, I, everybody was surprised. I was fucking shocked. Yeah. I, I, and again, you know, my response at the time was, so what are they going to do? Put a safety or a cornerback at outside linebacker when when Highsmith or 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 Watt want to come off the field? Because we've seen Tuska, who's not good. You know, this is another spot I can't believe they didn't add any depth to. I, I just uh, – they, they signed Avery, and it was like, okay, well, this guy, you know, could be okay, and maybe he can play both spots. That's yeah. a good thing. You know, that saves a roster spot. That's good. Um, But, you know, obviously, again, it didn't work out. This is another another depth signing at outside linebacker that, that didn't work out. I guess it's better to do it now than midseason. I agree. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'd much, yeah, I'd much rather have this going on now. There's that. Yeah. Um, so, Ian, where does this go from here? I mean, uh, they, they got to bring somebody in before the season starts. You right? have to. You have to bring. Yeah. So, I, I mean. I mean, I hope. Fuck. I, you have to. I need yeah. To I, I don't know. I mean, there's there's not much left on the free agent market right now. I mean, you basically are going right. to have to comb the scrap heap and see if, if somebody gets cut from another team, you know, kind of like a like a Quincy Roche, for instance, um, you know, <laughs> um, that like that, that one really burns me because they spent a draft pick on mm-hmm. it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they kept Jameer Jones over him and then they cut Jameer cut Jones, Jones like two weeks later. And then Jones got picked up by the Rams and won a Super Bowl ring, which whatever that's, that's he was a backup. That's yeah. Fine. Good for him. Yeah. Good yeah. for him. Like I, I don't hold it against Jameer Jones. He had one bad game. They cut him. And then Quincy Roche went and had a very decent season with the Giants. I'm like, you spent a draft pick on him. You guys thought this was a good player, and right. then you cut him. And uh, like, I, I think you know, being a six round pick, I think they thought they could sneak him through to, on the waiver wire, get him on the practice squad, all that. And they obviously could not because um, the Giants picked him up. But you know, uh, that that's the one that really burns me right now with the depth because Roche was decent for the Giants. And I'm kind of just sitting here like, man, if we just kept Quincy Roche, our edge depth would be a hell of a lot better right now than it is. Derek Tuska, to Ben's point, here's Derek Tuska's value. Derek Tuska's value is the five snaps a game that TJ Watt wants to take off. That when TJ Watt comes off the field and says, I want to break for this one snap, because that's what he does. He only comes off for one snap, and then he comes right back on. He doesn't take whole series off. He just takes his breather. Derek Tuska is good for that one snap every, you know, five snaps a game, basically. That's about it. He should not be your number three outside linebacker. Because Highsmith, in case anyone hasn't friggin' noticed, hasn't really played a whole lot this preseason. He's been hurt. Yeah. So uh, you kind of need another guy or two there. So, yeah, we'll be probably combing the waiver wire. And, you know, one other thing I've been thinking about, too, is, like, the way the injured reserve works you have to keep a guy on your 53 man roster and then put him on ir if you want to be able to bring him back within a few weeks so like like the guy i'm thinking of is calvin austin right he's had a foot injury for a few weeks they spent a a decently high draft pick on Mm -hmm. him he's making the team but if he's not healthy enough you can stash him on ir for six weeks and sign a, either another wide receiver back that you cut or sign an outside linebacker off waivers. So I, I think that's the move is they keep Calvin Austin, they put him on IR and then they sign somebody else, you know, 
basically what I'm saying is the 53 man roster that's the initial roster will not be the 53 man roster that they go into. It never is. There's going to be changes. Right. Right. Uh, Ryan, I want to ask you a a question from, from your experience there. When, when all this stuff is happening, the transactions are flying so quickly and everything. and, And especially as you get towards the 53 man cut down, do you get any, uh, in that in that PR position, do you guys get any sort of like heads up before anything happens that that hey hey guys we're look we're talking to a couple of players or, or is it just always hey guys this is what we did we need to get a press release out there we need to do this how does that work for you guys? Yeah, I mean, so like that was always. I mean, I'm so old. We had four preseason games, uh, but like that was always like like fucking bridge of size man like like you knew you knew who like i knew who i knew at least you know however many guys weren't gonna make right so like you like you basically like have like a running list like you have the draft of the release going um and then you're just waiting to see like what positions you need to fill in or what names you need to fill in and -hmm. like literally our our desks are were our position where you had to walk past the trophies and then to get to player personnel, you had to walk past our desks. So if you walk past our desks, I'm literally just like, type in the thing. Cause like, I'm like, and I felt bad, but like, I'm like, it's a business. It's what it, it's what it is. You know? Oh shit, man. Scarpino's typing. I'm screwed. Oh fuck. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, like, I can't tell you the number of fucking poor souls across, <laughs> I mean, and like I anytime I'm a music guy, but anytime I think of Bridge of Sides, I think of Robin Trower, who's one of the un, most underrated guitarists ever. But like, like just like literally, and like sometimes, like most of the time, they would just they wouldn't say hello. They just keep walking. So right. But sometimes guys would be like, "Hey, what's up? What's hey? How you doing? You know?" And I'd be like, "Like you poor bastard! Like it's all over." <laughs> I mean, pretty much when they tell you to come to the office and bring your playbook, don't you know you're done? I mean, yeah, yeah, but like, I mean, but like, there was a chance you could get signed to the practice squad, but it's different now. Like, yeah, like back then, you have back then, like, if you play, like, like you could have three year guys on a practice squad now, it's totally different. Like, back then, it was like, fuck, if you if you had half a season accrued, like, you weren't even eligible anymore. It was really weird. Very different now. So, but I do remember in this if he's listening, but I remember one time, um, uh, John Malecki pit. Yeah. Guy, I remember John. Yeah, guy, yeah. He made the team. Yeah. And that night I may or may not have met him on the South side to celebrate. And, <laughs> and literally the next day he got fucking cut and the Steelers <laughs> signed Cody Wallace. And I, I forgot to tweet this this week, but y'all remember Cody Wallace for the Steelers offensive lineman. Yeah. Yep. Cody Wall. I mean, you might yeah. remember him because yeah. he was like shoving his fist in somebody's Miami Dolphins bum hole in 2013. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. But when Marquise Pouncey went down in 2015 with that leg injury, Cody Wallace started every game. He started every game at center. He started multiple yeah. positions, started a guard. That's the guy. The Steel- That's those are the guys the Steelers need to find now for this offensive line. Um, and they just haven't done it. I know that that's skipping thing, but getting back no, to your no, point, no, Mark. Point. Yeah. Mark, we had an idea. Um, there were some surprises every once in a of while, course. but but I mean, eighty percent you knew, eighty percent of the guys you knew. But there were a few times where guys would be walking down the hallway, and be like, "Oh shit, man! I really thought he was going to make the team." Like, and you're like, 
you're like, well, if he makes a team, like what name am I taking out? It was like, right. it was like a little board right. game, but, but at the end of the day, like, and I say this to, to everybody that's listening, all these guys are human beings. They have families, they have loved ones. And, and at the end of the day, like they got to pay the bills too. So like, you know, before you, you know, you go on Twitter and you say some hateful shit about somebody, um, you know, you know, you can make a joke or whatever, but when you start getting really, you know, bad about that stuff, it's kind of like, you know, these guys are, you know, they breathe like us, you know, they, you know, they eat and sleep like us. They put their pants on like us, like, like, just, just take it easy. Like, I know you might hate Mason Rudolph for whatever particular reason, but like, he's just trying to fucking make a living just as Devin Bush is. So. Cheers. You know, that's why I only post hateful shit about you guys. You three. <laughs> Beyond that, I do not do that. Yeah, well, you know. It's just um, it shouldn't be allowed. I, <laughs> the uh the Lions come in on Sunday. Uh rumor has it the Lions are gonna go with uh their starters for maybe a half, uh, which would be really yes. interesting. Actually, I wanted both. to bring that up that that's yeah. you know, if if we want to see Ryan made a good point earlier that like Mason played against the two or base played against the threes. Pickett played against the twos. Mm-hmm. If we want to see Pickett get some action against the ones, this might be a good opportunity to start Pickett in this preseason yeah. game and see how he does against the lions ones. Yeah. It's, it's a don't good thought. Don't you guys think I, you know. that they, they bench Trubisky though and, and start Mason. No, I think I think they'll play Pickett for like two drives. I, Dan Campbell's gonna play his guys the whole first half, so or or whatever he's gonna do. I think I think you play you start Pickett, play him like two drives against the ones, just to see how he does. Kind of like they did with Dwayne Haskins last year. Give him a start against the ones, see how he does, just just to see, because you know it's a test. It's preseason; it doesn't count. I mean, there's only three QBs bring, now, right? So. And then you bring Mason in and let him play the rest of the game. <laughs> If Mason ties this game, the nation will have a <laughs> Can you imagine? Two straight Again. against the Lions. Again. Well, well I mean, the Steelers, the Steelers can give up 200 rushing yards to a bunch of nobodies on the Lions as well. well I mean, <laughs> you know, before. I mean whatever. Uh, uh, hey, before we get out of here, uh, any parting shots? Are we leaving, really? Okay. It's an hour and five minutes. These poor people have been with us Just, the whole no, time. No, they're still – they're hanging out. All right, and I, I tweeted, well, I tweeted this – I tweeted earlier this week because everybody thinks I'm a Kenny Pickett hater, but oh boy. I just want to see, and I understand that that you can throw a five yard or you can throw a one yard screen, which can turn into you know eighty yards. But I want to see down the field action, explosive yeah. play type of plays or potential type of plays with Kenny Pickett on the field. At least his, give him the opportunity to make that read. His long, yeah, his longest pass this preseason is 24 yards, and that's like 45th out of any quarterback in the preseason that's attempted at least 20 passes. Great so stat. that's great that his quarterback rating is is amazing. But listen, like there are things that I there are things that I I'd like to see, and I don't care what Steelers Twitter tells me. Um, I have eyes too, and I want to see a. I, if and listen, if 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 Sunday night or Sunday afternoon at four thirty, if Kenny Pickett gets a series and goes zero for three, but every single one of his pass attempts was above ten yards, I'd be like, fine, I don't give a shit. At least he tried. But like yeah. this whole this whole like, and they call it the Matt Canada offense. 
let me see what we got. Like, come on. Like, give like if you're gonna yeah. give the guy the keys to the car, like let him let him get every gear. You know what I mean? Like, this shouldn't yeah, be some something. And I think that I hope that they will, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh Ben, anything from you before we depart for the evening? I uh, you know, setting aside the whole cliche, I really hope we get out of this game without any injuries because I do. Absolutely. Um, you know, I <sighs> I would like to see the defensive front perform better versus the run than they did this last week. And I'd really like to see the offensive line perform better, but I don't have a whole lot of expectation that's actually going to happen. Um, but Dan Moore, Dan Moore is the guy I'm going to pick on. That That's the guy that I really expected to perform a lot better than he has. And if Dan in particular does not improve, it's going to be rough sledding this year for the Steelers. And I, I hate to put it all on one guy, but my expectations, well, James Daniel too. I had higher expectations for him too, but you know, the rest of those guys, I just didn't have very high expectations for. And, and Dan Moore, I didn't expect him to be stellar, no, but I expected him to be at least decent. You know, I truly did. By the mm -hmm. end of the year last year, he was not a good left tackle. But I was kind of thinking to myself, you know, he's getting to the point where he can kind of hold his own. It's good. And next year, again, after a whole year of, of, of weight training and off-season training and looking back at the lessons that he learned this year through getting his ass kicked, he'll be better. And he'll eventually round into a good tackle, eventually. And all yeah. I wanted to see him be this year was just, you know, like, you know, middling, semi-respectable. Yeah. And he's not there yet. No. So I, I really want to see that out of this game. Um, yeah, I, I, I just want to see, and, and I know the Lions are real high on both their defensive line and offensive line, which yeah. I, I think is good for us this week. Um, you know, uh, I, I think we need to be able to handle a team that's being aggressive, that's coming after us uh, in both both sides. And, and if we can, great. Then we use it as a building block. And if not, then holy shit. Um, balls. Yeah, that's balls. Yeah. Ian, anything final from you or are you good? I got two parting shots. Go for uh, it. First off. Uh, congratulations to the Holidaysburg, Pennsylvania Little League team that went to the Little League World Series, lost their opening game to Texas, battled through the elimination bracket all the way to, um, I, I don't know what it was, but they won mm -hmm. like six games in a row in the elimination bracket. Maybe it was less than that, whatever mm -hmm. it was. They won a bunch of games, got to play Texas again in like, I guess what was the semifinals or something like that um, and, and lost again. But, you know, a, a great run for the kids from, Pennsylvania in the Little League World Series. That was that was really cool to see. Yeah. Um, and, and secondly, uh, high school football in Western Pennsylvania starts this week, and uh, you can check out all of my stuff on SteelCityBlitz.com with uh, Western Pennsylvania high school football previews, and also check out the Whippeal Blitz Show uh, on YouTube. Just search for Whippeal Blitz Show, you'll find it. We've got season previews and all that good stuff. Yeah. And the Whippeal Blitz <laughs> Twitter. And the Whippeal right. Blitz Twitter, that's, that's right. And it's yes. the best coverage of Whippeal. It is. I'm supposed to say that because it's on our site, but it it's is. It's also I true. And it just is. You talk to anybody, they'll tell you it is. Um, 
And real quick, too, on that same high school note, shout out to my kid. Uh, he was named a captain yesterday. And his nice. Yeah, yeah, all right. That's awesome. So, yeah, he's very, very excited. Um, all five foot nine, 190 pounds of him. He'll be starting at, at mm-hmm. nose tackle tomorrow night. And, um, and who knows? He might play a little, little tight end. He might play, uh, he might be kicking. Who the hell knows? Kid's gonna be doing everything, but that's great. That's what you want. And, uh, so yeah, good luck to them. But, uh, thanks again for everybody that joined us on the live broadcast. Um, really appreciate you guys listening and, um, commenting. And we try to, try to interact as much as possible but um and of course thanks to uh pigskin podcast network for hosting us DraftKings sportsbook and of course our terrific sponsor deck roofing incorporated of south florida this is steel dead signing off for all of us on the scb steelers podcast and hey go steelers ravens suck <laughs>